I want to talk from a foundational scripture, Proverbs 18 and 16. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn there. And if you don't, uh, you have your phone or your electronic device. You can go to our app. Just download the Winning Church app and you would possibly see the notes there so you can follow along and you can add your own notes to it. But I'm, I'm in a teaching mode this morning. I, I don't know how God's going to work this and move us, but this is the last Sunday of the year, December the 31st. We've been talking about winning and giving. Say that with me, winning and giving. I want to talk from a thought the way God blesses us. Say that with me, the way God blesses us. I want to talk about the way God blesses us. Is it all right to talk about that? In the passage out of the New Living Translation, it says, giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. I like that. I pray that you just, just let that just hover in your spirit. The passage or the verse teaches us how God uses our gift to open bigger doors for us. So what does it this verse really mean? And oftentimes I've heard people quote this verse out of context. Many preachers and teachers relate it to talent, but it isn't uh, so in the original Hebrew trans translation. In the original Hebrew text, you will discover that the writer is referring to financial matters. In fact, when you look it up, you will find that in Palestine, the Middle East, it was customary for a man to bring a gift to an individual in order to be heard by that individual. You had to present a gift before anyone would even discuss business with you. Other people have also related this idea to mean giving bride. But this is also wrong. The gift mentioned in this passage is not a bribe. The Hebrew word used here is matan, and it differs from the word or for a bribe, which is shakal. And so according to the Strong's Concordance, the Hebrew translated gift, matan, in Proverbs 18 and 16 means a gift, offering, or present. And the word room means to broaden, make larger. So in other words, we could read this verse like this. A man's present will broaden or cause expansion or create opportunity for him. Your enthusiasm overwhelms me. Let me say, let me, let me, let me, let me read that again. We can read it like this. A man's present will broaden, cause expansion, or create opportunity for him. I submit to you that this year your gifts are going to cause things to broaden concerning you. 
And it's going to cause expansion because of your attitude and your motives in which you are bringing your gift to the Lord. It's going to create opportunities that you would normally not get. But opportunity is going to knock at the door and all you got to do is open. Oh, I know I'm talking to somebody right now. God, help us in here. I feel you all in this place. And on top of all of that, a man's presence will bring him before great men. There's some folk that you thought that you would never be in the room with, but God said your gift going to bring you right before great men and women and people of renown and clout, and it's going to open that door. Normally, you wouldn't be standing in the presence of those kind of people, but your gift is going to bring you before people that can just say one word and make it happen. I'm just talking about how God blesses us. That's all. So God knows the power of a gift. I just want to know, do you know it? And that's why he didn't institute a church tax. Did he say a church? Yeah, that's what I said. He wanted every gift to be given from one's own will so that when the blessings come, we understand how God worked through our gift to prosper our well-being. So here's the thing. It's not about uh, your so-called money or your denarius or, or what you call it, you know, your bread or, uh, you know, whatever you call it. It's not about that. It's not about the amount. It's not about any of that. All it's about is your obedience to God. Because your amount might not be my amount, my amount might not be your amount, but it's about the amount that God asked you to give. And I like the way the New International Version translates Proverbs 18 and 16. It may make it, a, it easier to understand the meaning of the verse. It says, a gift opens the way for the giver and ushers him into the presence of the great. A gift opens the way for a giver. And ushers him into the presence of great. You were never supposed to be in the presence of the CEO of the company. You were never supposed to meet the president. But because of your guilt, good God Almighty. And God knew you were given. He said, I'm going to usher you. In the presence of those of greatness. <laughs> and there's something else I want you to see concerning the value of gift. Uh, Proverbs 17 and 8 says, A gift is a precious stone in the eyes of him that have it. Whithersoever it turneth, it prospereth. Did, did you see that? Did, did you see that? 
A gift is a precious stone in the eyes of him that have it, and whether he turneth it, it prospers. So in this year to come, whatever God bring through my hand, I don't want it to subtract from me. I want it to add to me. I want it to add to me when I ain't even thinking about it. I want it to add to me and prosper me when I'm sleeping. I want it to add to me and prosper me when other folk don't even know me and they put their mouth on me and kick me to the curb. But God said, because you got that precious stone in your hand and you know how to turn it, it's going to prosper you. This is how God blesses us. God, deliver me from unbelieving people. People that don't believe your word. People that don't trust your word. People that don't look at your word as it is for you right now today. Deliver me from stingy people. Deliver me from people that's not going nowhere. Let me cut them off before I go into the new year because they'll hold me back. I need to go forward. I know you love them, but they ain't caring you know what? There's some folk I need to connect to, and there's some folk I need to put in the category of prayer. I'll pray for you. But this over here, I'm going to connect with them. So you need to understand that a gift is of value and that a gift makes room for you. In other words, a gift will open doors of opportunity for you. Now Proverbs 21 and 26 says the righteous give and does not hold back. So what gift do you have? Are you a giver or a receiver? And how often do you give? Because see, some of you all, you got to be delivered from your tightness. You got to be delivered from your selfishness. Because if the Holy Ghost come and tap you on the shoulder and tell you, I want you to do this, you so tight, you say, oh, that's the devil. Why everything got to be the devil? It might be God. Everything they're trying to get you to release is the devil. No, I think not. The devil will never tell you to give anything that will promote anything that had to do with God. You can bank on that. You can take that to the bank. Hallelujah. So how often do you give? It will make room for you. Come on, tell the one that's to you. It'll make room for you. Tell them, say, everything that God want to give you, you better start renovating already. You better make that room larger. Because everything that God want to give you is connected to your gift. You will be brought before great, affluent, and prominent people because of your gift. Now, according to the scripture, it is a good thing to, to give because it ushers you to your breakthrough. It is good to give. 
Jesus said that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Look at Acts 20 and 35 out of the ELT. It says, and I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So when you give, you are putting yourself in a place of humility and offering that God shows favor upon. God shows favor upon you when you release and give. God is looking to bless those who obey him and pursue the things of his kingdom on earth. It is more blessed to give than receive because giving promotes financial breakthroughs. I'm a living witness. God has blessed us so much. So when we first started, we had nothing. Over 41 years ago, my wife and I, before we got, we got married, we had nothing except for God and each other. But since that time, when we start with that precious stone being released out of our hand, God has caused it to multiply. So, if you sow, you understand that it's, you're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap as you sow. You're going to reap more than you sow. And since we have been sowing over those 41 years, God has blessed us immensely. He has blessed our life. I mean, our lives have turned around. We have done things that we, we never thought we would be able to do. And you're not looking at a hypocrite up here. You're looking at someone that practiced what he preaches. In this church, it's not bragging. It's not bragging. It's not braggadocious. It's not. It's not. But we give more than anybody in this church. Amen. Amen. And we got some good, great givers over here. Great givers. And all of them I'm talking about, they're so blessed they can't hardly stand themselves. Y'all know who I'm talking about. You so blessed, you can't holler stand yourself. That's why we connected. Now, if you ain't so blessed, if you're not so blessed, you can't stand yourself. Maybe I'm not talking to you, but I'm talking about those that are so blessed they can't stand themselves. So it promotes financial breakthrough. Giving causes God to give us more than we gave. Did you hear that? It caused God to give us more than what we gave. And that's why when we used to sing that song in the old church, you can't be God-given no matter how hard you try. Then they, they added something to it. The more you give to him, the more he'll just keep on giving causes. I say that you can all these old saints in here be God given no matter how no matter how so y'all still remember that don't you y'all still remember that don't you 
You're not going to outgive God. You're not going to do it. Look what Luke 6 and 38 says. Give and you will receive. Look at it. I like the way the, I like the, way the Bible talks. Your gift will return to you in full. How let somebody say your gift will return in full. How is it going to return? Pressed down, shaking together to make room for more. Let me see if I got this right. You're going to press it down. You're going to shake it together. You're going to run over. You're going to pack it down some more. And you still ain't going to have room. <laughs> Said running over and pouring out into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you give back. Hallelujah. You give God a stingy blessing. You get a stingy blessing back. You give nothing, you receive nothing. Nothing, who was the prophet that said that? Nothing from nothing. What was the prophet that said that? Billy Preston, that's it. <laughs> Billy Preston, that, that renowned prophet Billy Preston said nothing from nothing. But you got to have something. That's not the Bible prophet. That's not. Don't 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 y'all don't y'all do that. But it's true to that. So what you add to the well-being of life on earth, you receive back fulfillment. God will amazingly give you more, far more than you will ever give to support the kingdom. God will give you more than you ever gave to support who are in need. Jesus himself said that much more blessings are allocated to givers than takers. That is why givers never lack and never would. God promotes prosperity. Think about it. Right now. You got so much stuff in your house that if you gave, if somebody went in there and gave stuff away, you wouldn't even know it. Some of y'all got it so bad that you can't even park your car in the garage because you got so much stuff filled up in there. The garage was for the car. It wasn't for all that junk that you keep it. Then some of us really got it bad. We go downtown and buy a storage. Pay a monthly fee because we want to keep all this junk. You got blessed and running over till you need to give some of that stuff away because you, you ain't done nothing with it in two years. I'm telling you how God blesses us. I'm going to tell you how blessed you are. When you can't find something, you go buy more. I, ain't, I, ain't, don't, I look straight ahead. There's nobody I know. You can't find your big old pack of batteries you bought from Sam's or Walmart. You go right back down there and buy a whole nother pack. 
You go and buy stuff that you say, I ain't got time to look for it. Lazy. Uh-huh. Don't want, don't want to look for nothing. So you just go, I'm, I'll just go by here and buy Mr. Bowman. I ain't going to put that much pressure on my mind, my brain, looking for nothing. I'm just going to go buy another one. <laughs> he done borrowed a page from me. No, he ain't here. He ain't here. God promotes prosperity. I wish above all that you prosper. And be in good health, even as your. Don't talk about talking to the You know, with all this prosperity. I ain't talking about doing something to be crooked. I'm talking about what God say. Because you know, people misuse and abuse scripture. But I'm telling you what God wish above all that we. How you going to help somebody else when you look like you done lost all your relatives at the same time? How you going to help somebody you always broke, busted, and disgusted? God got to give me something in order that I'll be a blessing. It's more blessed to give than to receive. You didn't get, you didn't get that. Because if I got it, I'm able to bless somebody. So God, I need you to give me more so I can bless somebody. Because I got the right attitude. God can't trust everybody, but you got to be at the point where say, God, you can trust me. The more you give, the more he give back to you. Hallelujah. I'm talking about how God blesses us. The giver becomes prosperous in all his ways. Praise Jesus. So what gift have you given to somebody or you plan to give somebody in this new year? What gifts are you going to give to support the church and, and others this year? You never grow tired in giving. Remember this. Giving is good. Giving is of God. Say that, say that with me. Giving is good. And giving is of God. You know how I know? Because 366 days of the year he's giving. When you woke up this morning, he gave. Gave you fresh air in your body. Gave you the activities of your limbs. You were able to see with your own eyes, smell with your own nose, talk out your own mouth, use your own hands, stand on your own feet. God was given as you had blood running warm in your vein. I mean, you are here in living color. He's giving every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year. God is giving. Yeah. You got a colossal nerve to sit up here and you want to praise him? You don't want to praise the devil is a liar. As good as God been to you, some folk couldn't even get out of the bed this morning. Some folk couldn't even comb their hair. Some folk didn't open their eyes. But you are hearing living color. You ought to give him a praise because you know he's worthy. Not because you feel it. Not because you don't feel it, but because he's worthy. Got nothing to do with your feelings. Got nothing to 
to do it. Well, I thank God and care about what you think. He is worthy of the praise. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise that shall continue to be in my mouth. Whether I'm feeling it or not, I'm going to praise it. Whether I want to or not, I'm going to praise it. Whether they what they looking at me funny or strange, I'm going to praise it. Whether they like me or not, talking behind my back, I got to give God praise. In the Bible, they were a lot older than us. Look at old Abraham talking about, I'm praise God. In the midst, he will pray. Reason why God liked Abraham so much, when he gave him the promise at 75, it didn't happen until he was 100. But in that 25 years, y'all know what he was doing? He was giving God the praise, the Bible said. What is it that God done promised you, but you stop praising him in the midst? What is it that he done promised you? You ought to get on your feet and say, God, I'm going to start today and never stop praising you because you already made me a promise. If it's not today, it must be tomorrow. If it's not tomorrow, it must be next week. If it's not next week, it must be next month. If it's not that money, it might be next year. I don't care when it comes. If he made the promise, it's going to come in perfect time. And here's the key. Don't let anybody stop you from giving God the praise with what you know he promised you. Let them sit up there and look like a sour puss if they want to. Let them look like they mad at everything. But you know that you know that God keeps his promises. Woo! Hallelujah. How many of you got some promises that God made you? Where you at? Holler at me. Wave at me. Shout at me. Hallelujah. All right, y'all sit down. Y'all sit down. Folk behind you can't see. You sit down if you want to, but I, I, I tell you, I, I, I want to teach, but I, I feel something rumbling in here. So be of God by demonstrating the essence of love through giving. Show some love. Who's the prophet Steve Harvey says, show your love. Hallelujah. I got all these worldly prophets today. Billy Preston, Steve. Show your love. Hallelujah. Show your love for God. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25 says, There is one who scatters. Listen to this here. And yet increases all the more. You take it and you scatter your seed. And there is one who withhold what is justly due. They're going to hold their fist so tight. And yet it results only in want. Those folk that hold it, everything, look like they don't ever have nothing. 
But the folk that are scattering their seed and sowing their seed look like they're reaping and they mad at you, but that's all right. If they do what you do, they can get what you got. I'm not going to let anybody talk me into not, not sowing to God because God done brought me too far for me to start acting a fool right about now. He done brought, I don't care what they say. I'm still going to sow. I'm still going to give to God. been working for me about 50 years. They taught me about tithing and offerings at 12 years old. And bless God, I've been doing it ever since. Let's see. I should be a little blessed by now, don't you think? I should have a little something by now, right? Hallelujah. When my wife met me, I ain't have no house. And I had, with the house we had, it was somebody else's house. Hallelujah. When she met me, the furniture we had, it wasn't our furniture, it was somebody else's furniture. Hallelujah. But God, we had that press wood stuff. If you put a glass on top of it, it'll bubble up on the top. So when it bubble up, you know what you got to do? Put a tower over it so nobody can see them bubbles on top. Y'all y'all ain't want to talk. Y'all don't want to talk. Let me talk to some real people in here. How many remember that press wood? Hallelujah. And I ain't talking about nobody here that, hey, it ain't how you start out. It's how you end up. I started with press wood, but oh, glory to God now. Woo! Furniture I got now, you can't pick that stuff up. You better bring some show enough six of them to get in there. Some robust fellas. Don't bring the old people. Bring some robust, big old robust fellas. Hallelujah. Borrow it for, but now I got some. I, we got us something now. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. First met me. We don't know what the name of the mattress was. We just slept in it. <laughs> now, now, now we got something called a sleep number. <laughs> I'm just testifying. I'm just testifying. I'm just testifying. Because that old mattress, it might limp. You be like in it like this. You would know, be sleeping like this. And it's a good thing we were young because you take anything when you're young. But you get older, you can't take that mattress. How, how many people I got in here that are witness? You can't take that mattress like you used to get taken. Baby, we got to get something else. All at the chiropractic and everything. Yeah. Jesus, help me. Huh? You been there? I'm just testifying. She met me, we didn't have no house. Now I got four. And all of them paid off but one. 
Oh, Lord, y'all, somebody got mad, got jealous. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, what the preacher doing? Ah, I'm talking about how God blesses us. The devil didn't do this. God blessed us for serving him. We used to go to vacation. We only could go to that place where they say they'll leave the light on for us. Y'all don't want to talk. Y'all don't want to talk. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But now, good God, from the, I feel like, bro, <laughs> I feel like you, brother. Woo! Brother Patterson. <laughs> we go on vacation now. We ain't got to pay for nothing. Hallelujah. We want to just basically ring a bell and they come and bring the stuff to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't do hotels and motels, no, we do resorts. This is how God blesses us. Now, I know some people leave here and say, I see you all that. I don't know how to talk like this. It's just the Holy Spirit just let me. I, just, I ain't playing it. It's just coming out like that. Because somebody need to know that, hey, that you're not just here just clapping your hands real fast and, and dancing in there. No, no, God promised to bless his people. And I'm so glad that I got favor on my life because sometimes when I know that I need something fixed, God will send somebody that, that knows how to do it and I don't have to pay a dime. You don't need money, you just need favor. Favor bring about money too. Say this with me. Giving is loving. Look what John 3.16 says. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Eternal life, everlasting life. Whichever one you decide to choose. In Christianity, we give because giving is how God expresses his love for us. We learn from our father. Learn from our daddy God. So you can give without loving, but you can never love without giving. Ooh, that's good. Write that down. You can give without loving, but you can't never love without giving. 1 John 3, 16, 18 says, this is how we know what love is. Y'all there? Look up the screen. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. 
If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. That's how you love right there. Quit talking about you love and show love. I can't stand a man about, yeah, I love my wife and don't show her nothing about no love. Quit talking about you love your wife and you don't show her. Talk is cheap. Yeah, you stand around other folks saying, I love my wife. She looking up, rolling her eyes. Like she said, yeah, right, he don't show me nothing. Hmm? In the same way with you, sister girl. Oh, I just love my husband. You don't show him nothing. Talk about him all the time. Don't ever talk favorable with your so-called friends. Or how you gonna put your man down around strangers? Put, keep on putting him down if you want. Somebody gonna pick up on that and say, "Well, I can treat him better." Since you since you don't know how to treat him, I'm gonna show you how to treat him. Y'all got quiet on me then. Okay, all right, okay. All right, all right then. <laughs> How do young folks say? So God is the giver of every good, good, and perfect gift according to James 1 and 17. And as his uh, image bearers, we are called to copy his giving to be many pictures of his uh, infinitely large heart. God's got a large heart. And so the larger our hearts and the wider our hands, the larger the picture we paint of God's character. Leave that up there and let them see that for a minute. You need to take a picture of that. So what do people think of God when they think of the way you use your I told you last week, why, why you frown when the church talk about money? Because everything you do is tied to money. Come on now. You go to the dealership, what are they asking for? You go to get that house, what are they asking for? You go to get your groceries, what are they asking for? When you go down there to get your wardrobe, what are they asking for? Uh, when you go to your kin people, what are they asking for? If you're going to keep that beautiful girl, that lady you got on your own, you're going to have to have some what? So don't act like you, you know, I don't want to talk about it. It's your whole life tied to it. Money's no object until it come to church. And when it come to church, when you get in a tight, you want the church to have plenty of it so they can help you. And then if the church don't have nothing going on, you look around and say, well, this church ain't no church. Look at how everything tore up. The seats tore up. They got gum over the head. And, and the bathroom's shrinking. The, they got roaches in there in the kitchen. This ain't no church. You'll talk about it, but nobody ain't trying to do nothing to help the church. The Bible say you living in your fine houses, your cedar houses, but you're letting the house of God go to ruins. It better not be out of order over here in the winning church. Amen. We we're supposed to have the best over here. 
want everything to be above, but we want everything to be of excellence. We want the musicians, if they can't play, get up, get us somebody that can play. If they can't sing, hush, and get us somebody that can sing. We're going to give God excellence over here. Now, if you're in the pew, you can make a joy for Noah. But if you're up here leading, you better know how to sing. In the pews, you can make a, oh, oh. And you're in the pew, you can make a joy for Noah. But up here, you can't lead us like that. Amen. You can't preach to us. You can't live it. You bat, you know, you, 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 you dogging your wife and everything else. Then you want to get up here and talk to us and everything. No. If you're going to lead, you got to lead by example. My sister, man, I come in here all jump shot, three-piece suit and everything else. And you look over my wife and she look like somebody that a hand-me-down. Y'all know what hand me down is, right? Look like somebody done throw it on the trash can or something like that. Missing a few teeth and everything, never get her hair done. And she over there looking a mess to my preach, bae. And y'all be like, what in the world is he doing? He ain't taking. The Bible says if you can't take care of your household, how can you take care of the house of God? This girl need to come out being the bang, bang, bang. She need to be beautiful. And she is. Hallelujah. And another bang on top of that. Yes. All of them. So what do people think of God when they think of the way that you use your money? It is not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving. Love gives. Secondly, giving is powerful. Say it with me. Giving is powerful. Second Timothy 6, 17. Are you all all right? Should I, should I hasten to my closing? I, I, I hope you all right. It says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Some people are not here today because they trust in their solely in their money. That's unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Yes. See, what I, I listen, y'all, I enjoy life. Yes. I am not going to spend the rest of my life being sad, mad, and looking bad. Y'all listen to me. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my days. I'll be 62 coming up here this next year. I'm telling y'all, I am not going to be around here looking like God ain't done nothing for me. The world shouldn't be having more fun on their way to hell than we are on our way to glory. He said he gives us joy, unspeakable joy, and full of glory. We should be the happiest people on this earth. With or without, I 
I'm going to be happy. With or without, I'm going to give God the praise. With or without a new car, I'm going to give him the praise. With or without a new heart, I'm going to still give God the praise. Listen, I've learned how to enjoy life with or without. I may not have what you have, so what? I'm still happy. I still got my life. I still got royal blood flowing through my veins. I am living the life. living the life. If I don't get no more than you, I'm living the life. That's right. That's right. I pray to God that I have more days of laughter than I have days of sadness. Because you say laughter does good like medicine. Y'all read your Bible? That's what the Bible says. Laughter does good like medicine. Look down your room and ask him, did you, have you taken your medicine today? Have you taken your pills, your prescription of laughter today? Because some of y'all look like you're sad, mad, and bad. You're looking all, your mouth all twisted, your eyes looking funny. You're, listen, you got the blood. Cause that frown to be a smile. Hallelujah. Man, glory be to God. And so verse 18 said, tell them to use their money to do good. And they should be rich in good works and generous to those in need. Always being ready to share with others. Look at that. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. So this is, the, this is the power of gift. Giving is power. Giving is powerful. God knows the power of a gift. And that's why he didn't institute the church tax. He wanted every gift to be given from one's own will so that when the blessing comes, we understand how God works through our gift to prosper our well-being. So to be in uh, vital communion with God and in alignment with the mission, we care for our members and our community. And I ask that you would give to the care now so that God's power can flow through us to heal the broken in our church and in our community. See, because the thing is, is that giving is the way God blesses others. Proverbs 22 and 9 says, he who is generous, generous will be blessed, for he gives some of his food to the poor. Are you with me? Proverbs 28 and 27, he who gives to the poor will never want, but he who shuts his eye will have many curses. I'm giving you pure word, straight word here. So if giving is the way God blesses us, then it is the way that God blesses us. Are you hearing me? And when God was talking to Abram about creating a nation that would be his, the point was always about being a blessing to others. He tells Abraham in Genesis 12 and 2, you can look at it later, says, and I will make of you a great nation. Oh, they got it on the screen. And I will bless you and make your name great. 
so that you will what? It was all about somebody else. He said, I'm going to make you great and give you a blessing so you can bless others. So that you will be a blessing. I need God to bless me so I can be a blessing. Come on, say that with me. I need God to bless me so I can be a blessing to others. That's what he said in Genesis 12 too. That's what it's all about. Abraham, he gave you all this. He did all of this because he wanted you to be a blessing to others. That's what it's all about. So God doesn't often drop his providence out of the sky. He blesses us so that we will be able to bless others. Now here's another thought. Giving joyfully make God happy. Did you know that? Let me show you something. God, Paul spells it out for us. He said, God loves a cheerful giver. There it is right there. That's pretty, pretty uh, self-explanatory, right? And when we give a joyful expression, it delights our maker. God is happy. God becomes so delighted and excited when giving becomes our joy. It should be a joyful thing that we are givers. And here's another point. Giving is an act of obedience. Say that with me. Giving is an act of obedience. Now, according to Malachi 3, 10 through 12, giving is the one thing that God tells us to test him in. Giving is God's command. It is a mandate from God. And this implies that giving is mandatory for every child of God. So we are not giving what belongs to us. We are sharing what God has given us to share with others and fund his kingdom. Are you following? Now one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Deuteronomy 8 and 18. It says, you shall remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. Bishop, I ain't know all these scriptures in the Bible. That's why you got me. Right. I'm here to help you. And when you find something, you help me. Say, Bishop, I ran across this scripture. I say, all right, thank you. I'm going to get that and put it in there. Because the word of God explains itself. God gives us the power to get wealth. You listen, you are wealthy right up here, but you haven't tapped into it yet. You are wealthy in here because God has given you a creative idea to bring you wealth, but you ain't tapped into it yet. It is God that gives us the ability. And so God gives us the blessing of being able to work and earn and save and spend and accumulate wealth. So we do this for our children. We do this for our community. We do this for ourselves. But we also do it to honor God as faithful stewards. And as stewards, we joyfully worship God each day and give back to him from what we have earned so that the church can do meaningful Work for God's kingdom in the world. So while God doesn't want us to give out of compulsion, according to 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, he does want us to give. In fact, 
Jesus encourages us to give to everyone who asks of us. Luke 6 and 30. And that's a pretty good sobering statement, but that's what he says. Giving makes you happier and joyful. Can you receive that? 1 Chronicles 29 and 9. Look what it says. Then the people rejoiced because they had offered so how willingly. For they made their offering to the Lord with a whole heart. And King David also rejoiced greatly. So there's nothing that, that makes a Christian happier than knowing that she or he made God happy. And happy giving means a happy God. And I like what Tony Evans uh, did in his Bible commentary. He said, he tells us, he says this, he said, Indeed, in God's economy, you will be more blessed if you are a spiritual conduit rather than a spiritual cul-de-sac. God wants to work through you so that you will be a blessing to others. If you have the capacity to address a need with your money, your time, or your encouragement, be used by God to give to and meet that need. God will return the favor. That's what Tony Evans said. So it delights him to see his people gladly open their hearts and hands to provide for the needs of his church and indeed of all his creatures. And through Paul, God repeatedly commends and praises those who gave of their funds and of themselves to the gospel work. So what we understand is this, is God trusts or giving trust God's provision. Giving trust God's provision. Say that with me, giving trust God's provision. So when you give, you're saying that I trust that God is going to provide for me. Are you following me? So that's what happens, uh-huh, and I'm going to get on, to get on through here. The biggest deterrent to giving is fear. I want you to hear this. I'm slowing down. The fear that if I give away too much, I won't have enough for this or that. That's the biggest deterrent is fear, that I won't have nothing. That's what the world say. That's what the devil say. But God say give. And it shall be given unto you. Huh? Good measure. Pressed out. Shake it together. Write it over. Shall men give unto your book. So the devil say, don't give, you know, so you can have. God say, give so you can have. So who you going to believe? All right, I hear you. Huh? So when we give sacrificially above and beyond what is comfortable and easy, we are expressing our faith and trusting God to provide for us and our family. This is not an argument or for folly, but for faith. It is a faith thing. You look at your checkbook and you look at what you have, and most folk, the reason why they can't give because they done messed up what God gave them. If you'd have started off right giving God his first, everything else works its way around and works itself out. You got to do God first. God don't do no windows for no leftovers. And he don't do windows less than 10% in offering. 
God loves everybody, but what he loves about a cheerful giver is that they get it. They get the connection between spiritual growth and generosity. They get the, that giving it, it is itself a blessing to the giver. They get it. We get it. Giving is a blessing to us that give. Not that those who aren't in a position to give don't get it. But there are more or far more of those who can and don't. And those who think they can't but probably could. Many Christians have uh, discovered the joy of casting their crumbs of bread from the waters and multiplied loads returning after many days. And I'm glad that God has put his word down in me so, you know, I know too much about him. I can't doubt him right about now. Amen. It is such a joy to see God fulfill his promise of provision when we obey him. When Jesus says it is better to give than to receive, he's not making a statement about benefit. Matter of fact, Psalms 119 and 36 says, Incline thy heart to your testimonies and not to uh, selfish gains. No, I'm not here to tell you about what I've done. I'm telling you about what God has done. I'm telling you I'm nothing without God. I'm a cream puff without God. I couldn't have made it this far without God. It was God that brought me this far, and God going to take me and lead me on farther yonder there. Can you say amen? And yes, let people keep on talking because that's helping you build your testimony. Let them go ahead and, uh, uh, you know, but make you the underdog. Let them go ahead and say, well, they ain't going to make it. They're not going to do this. They're not going to do that. That's building your resume. That's building your testimony because when you begin to praise them in their face, they'll see that God has been good to you. Can you say amen? And when you think of your money, don't uh, does your heart uh, hold or release? It can release. If it can release, it is not selfish gain. If it can't, it might be lingering uh, uh, beneath the surface. And one way God helps us fight against grasping so tightly onto our money that is get it gets in the way of God's testimony to us is to give to the church. Can you say Amen. God tell us to do it. And he knows it is in alignment uh, for hearts that are often inclined toward selfishness. God already know that if you don't get taught this, that you're going to be selfish. God already know if you don't get the word in you, you're going to try to hold that fist so tight that nothing can get in and nothing can get out. He already know if you don't get this down in your heart, you are going to cut your blessing off from yourself. Can you say amen? And would you release your heart today and give to God as he inclined our hearts toward his testimony and to give a portion of our earnings to God keeps our hearts reminded of the God who not only calls us to give but to bless us in return and that is God if God made a promise to you God keeps his promises can you say amen
and you all have many gifts and some are called to give more and some are called to give less but when we are called to give we are called to give generously God wants us to have the attitude that God you gave and if you want to you can take it but blessed be the name of the Lord you remember the story of Job how God had blessed him richly the Bible say he was the richest man in the east yes but one day the devil came along and said if you just take a hedge from around him if you just don't cover for him like you're doing and let me do my little you know thing on the side he'll curse it to your faith God said wait a minute I tell you what I'll take the challenge but you just can't take his life and so the devil said thank you very much I'm gonna hit him with this I'm gonna hit him with a plague I'm gonna let his cattle die I'm gonna let his, let his children die I'm gonna let his wife talk against him and say Job you're looking so bad man won't you just curse God and die Job said wait a minute woman you done went too far you done crossed the line now I'm telling you that hey I cannot curse God you sound like a foolish woman God is the one that brought me this far oh, God blessed be the name of the Lord the Lord give it and the Lord take it away but blessed be the name of the Lord I got enough sense to know that if God gave me this he could give me more and the Bible say in the end of his test in the end of his trial God gave him twice as much as he had before he started his trial who are you in here that's in a trial that God gonna give you more after your trial you just gotta go on through you gotta walk on through that thing you gotta walk you gotta praise your way through it you gotta talk your way through it and say I can make it through here I come this far and I cannot turn around can you say amen who am I talking to in here that we gotta keep on being generous and when we are equipped with enough resources to give generously our capacity to produce a greater effect is increased can you say amen funding in mission and work of the church as well as caring for the Levites you understand and the poor and the needy in our families and society is God's heartbeat God wants us to bless folks so they'll come running to the church when they know that hey this church here ain't playing nah, this church is going to look after the poor nah, this church is going to go and look after the homeless nah, this church is going to help his people out when they got you know they in between blessings can you say amen nah, and giving is a way of opening ourselves to opportunity nah, uh, look at your neighbor and say when you give uh, you open yourself up to opportunities nah, tell them say God got some grand opportunities for you and when we choose to be God's opportunity of help and love for one another or love another person, we pray, we place ourselves in God's design for giving and receiving from one another. And we need to uh, become generous people because uh, it's the right thing to do. Not because we'll benefit, but because it's the right thing to do. But it is just that God blesses us according to the scripture. This does not imply that giving is the only way God blesses us. In fact, God blesses us in so many ways. But giving is just the way God blesses us. Can you say amen? And I'm glad to be one called amongst the giving. I thank God that I learned this principle a long time ago. That I 
got to give back to God because he always know how to give to me. And I'll never be able to outgive God. I'll never be able to outbless God. I can't even bless myself like God blesses me. Can you say amen? And when I bless somebody else, God got a way of blessing me. It's always better to bless somebody else. Don't you feel real good when you're able to bless somebody else that cannot bless you back? God is going to bless your life so much so until you're going to bless other folk without asking for anything back. You're going to have so much running over that you're going to be looking. Who can I bless? I'm going to find somebody I can bless today. When you walk in a department store, when you walk in a grocery store, and they're struggling, man, say, I got to put this back, I got to put that back, and here come you stepping up in there saying, hey, you ain't got to put back nothing, baby. I got all of this because God been good to me. I ain't talking about but a few of y'all in here. God gonna bless you so much until you gonna find us try to find somebody to bless. This year to come is gonna be so on lock that the people behind you in the drive-through line, you say, I'm paying for that car behind me. And so when they come up, they let them know that somebody from the winning church blessed them with their food today. Are y'all talking back to me in here? Will you get somebody a high five and say, God about to pour it out on you? He's going to bless you so. Come on, tell him. He's going to bless you so until you bless somebody else. Can you say amen? I'll look back at him and say, I'm ready. Are you ready? Tell him again, I'm ready. Are you ready to bless somebody else? He didn't just bless you. So you can bless yourself. I've never seen a tree that bear fruit and turn around and lean over its limb, pick the fruit up and eat it itself. So the fruit that God gave you that's hanging all off of you, it is not for you. It's for somebody else that's coming along the way and say, look at all of that fruit. I'm going to pick up that fruit, and thanks be to God, I'm going to get blessed by that fruit. God has called you to bear fruit to help somebody else. Can you say amen? And the last time I checked, when he saw the winning church, he said, y'all going to be loaded. Look at somebody that will talk to you and say, you're going to be loaded with fruit because you're going to bear good fruit. To bless somebody else, tell them, say, neighbor, your fruit is going to be good fruit to help somebody else. Tell them, say, I can see you blessing somebody else, and they walking away happy. Shout, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to be amongst winners. I'm glad to be with the in crowd. The church crowd, huh? say, yeah. I'm glad today, huh? and I'm going in 2024. I'm going in with a new attitude. I'm going in with a new lease on life. Huh? I'm glad today huh? to be here with all of y'all huh? because we are going to be a blessing huh? in this region, in this season. Huh? God is going to use us. Grab somebody by the hand and tell them, neighbor, get ready.
for the downpour. What God is gonna do for your household? It's gonna make you dance. It's gonna make you shout. It's gonna make you glad, exceedingly glad, and full of glory. be happier than I ever been before this year I'm gonna cancel some debt is there anybody here that need to cancel some debt debt paid off bills paid blessings increase can you say amen yeah yes now speaking on your neighbor Tell your neighbor, God gonna bless you so you can be a blessing. Find you somebody else and tell them, say, God gonna bless you so you can bless somebody else. You won't keep it to yourself. You gonna be the spillover. Yes, yeah. Now somebody give him praise cause this is your time now. Give him praise, cause God got you right where you are. It's turnaround time. God about to turn the tables. You about to go on stage. He gonna show you off. Look what the Lord has done. He drew me out of many waters. He turned me around. Place my feet on solid ground. Shout glory. Yeah. time is up my time is up Woo. this is the way God blesses us I end this series with that we're done with that you come we got another series but I thank God we are winning and giving we are winning in giving. Everybody's standing up. I ain't gonna talk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it. Thank you for your kindness of your presence of being here today. I, I hope that every scripture that I use today that it blessed your life is gonna cause you to do better and do more. And if you can, I pray that you can come back tonight at 9.30 as we bring in a new year. I believe God dropped a, a word in my spirit. I'll be passing out assignments by way of the word. I'm not personally passing, but the word is going to be passing out assignments. And you can only do your assignment if you hear your assignment. If you don't hear your assignment, you don't know what your assignment is. So you can't do your assignment, and you can't be blessed by your assignment because you weren't here to hear your assignment. I am believing that God wants to thrive and explore in 2024. I believe God told us to let's do more in 2024. If you thought that we've done 
what we've done as a ministry that was great in 2023. We want to challenge this church to do more. Be more committed. Be more dedicated. Watch this. Start from the top down. Leaders, be more of a leader this year. Come on, don't be checking and jiving and missing and hitting and missing. Do what God called you to do. Lead by example. That's what God wants to do. Man, I'm so excited. Can't hardly wait tonight. So excited. I really believe when God is going to release us as something new and powerful for each and every one of our homes. And I pray that you receive everything God got for you. Would you bow your heads with me?